The hillside view from Durham University's racecourse playing field is one of Durham University's many colleges, the College of St Hild and St Bede. It was formed from two single-sex colleges in 1975, bringing together the College of the Venerable Bede for men and St Hill's College for women. One of its alumni, George Lazenby, played James Bond in the 1960s film of Ian Fleming's book on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Lazenby followed Sean Connery in the role of Bond, but only played the character once. The film met with mixed reviews, though success at the box office. Retrospective reviews have been much kinder. Durham University, or fictional reiterations of it, feature in several crime novels. Mary Hannah is a former probation officer, married to a detective living in Northumberland, who has turned her hand to crime writing. In 2010, Mary won a Northern Writers' Time to Write Award for her second novel, Settled Blood. It is peppered with scenes set in Durham. A female body has been discovered, and pathologist Tim Stanton explains to DCI Kate Daniels how he found a receipt in the pocket of her jeans. It's from Durham University Bookshop. If her reading material is anything to go by, I'd say she was a med student. Helen Cox is a crime writer from Yorkshire who lives in Sunderland. Much of her work is set in Yorkshire, though her character, Kit Hartley, who is a librarian, come ace private investigator, becomes embroiled in a case when visiting a friend, Grace, who is studying at Durham's fictitious Venerable Beads Vocational Academy. The book is called Death Awaits in Durham. Early in the narrative, Grace looks out of a window over the city. From this vantage point, she could see how leafy Durham was. The trees dazzled in rich shades of red and gold. Between this and the ornate historic buildings, the place seemed nothing short of idyllic. It was hard to believe that such tragedy had struck in the sacred resting place of not one, but two saints. Durham Cathedral houses not only St Cuthbert, but also the tomb of the Venerable Bede. Hugh Walpole, who lived across the turn of the 19th century to the 20th, lived in Durham for a time. His father was principal of the College of the Venerable Bede from 1896 to 1905. Hugh had been sent away to prep school and then a series of public schools as a boarder and was terribly unhappy. He was brought to Durham, where he attended Durham School as a day pupil. He went on to graduate from Cambridge University and by 1909 was living in London as a writer. His career was interrupted by the First World War, when he served in the Red Cross on the Russian-Austrian front, followed by a spell working for the British propaganda in Petrograd, now restored to its name of St Petersburg. Over his lifetime, he published more than 30 novels, many of which feature the fictitious cathedral city of Polchester, reflecting aspects of Durham. Some of his work has a more macabre side, with his crime novel, The Killer and the Slain, being published posthumously in 1942, a year after he died. A new edition was published in 2014, with a foreword by John Howard, which starts, Hugh Walpole was a man at war with himself. On one side was a hugely popular author and accomplished speaker who moved in the best circles. On the other was the gauche and insecure boy who had never ceased to crave love and affection. 
Their struggles usually revealed itself in the depths of his solitude, or sometimes in the presence of close friends. But they also fought their battles in front of millions, in the pages of his fiction. The Killer and the Slain starts with the killer, penning a written confession to be read upon his death, part of which reads, Because in the course of this narrative I confess to a crime, this document will be kept in the greatest possible secrecy. I have no desire to suffer at the hand of the common hangman before I need. That I do not consider myself to feel it to be a crime matters nothing. I am afraid to the law. One day, when the important elements in such matters are taken into account, rather than the unimportant, justice will be better served, but that time is not yet. The walk returns to Old Elvert, crossing over Elvert Bridge, turning under the arch on the left-hand side, following the path down underneath the bridge, coming out on its north side. <laughs>